Hey again, it's me, Dawn, back for the Anxious Creative Creative Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in. This week is another amazing episode. I've got my friend Piper in to chat all about branding. Now, I didn't really know what a brand was or what what branding was all about for a really long time. I just thought it was like cool fonts and a pretty logo, but it's so much more than that I've learned, and I can't wait for you to learn so much more from Piper while we have the best time ever. So let's get ready, buckle up, and let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. All right, you guys, I'm here with Piper DeYoung, my good friend, welcome, welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm really excited and anxious and excited to be here. (laughs) Well, you're in the right place if you're anxious. Um, Piper, I feel like I've known you for so long and I feel like we've probably actually really met in real life like two or three times maybe. I think two or three times, yeah. Um, Three actually. yeah, Yeah, but I remember seeing you on Instagram doing your, I was it blend events? Yeah, yeah, blend, yeah. Yeah. Those were like crazy. It feels like forever ago, actually. Yeah. Well, tell everyone that's listening, what was the blend events? Okay. So blend was basically like a monthly meetup that I had started here locally in like the Southern California area for hairstylists, makeup artists, basically beauty professionals. And it was honestly just a meetup, um, kind of getting people in community and, Uh, We would have a speaker that would speak like 30 to 40 minutes. And it was always based off business because for me, I feel like in our industry, like we learn um, like a trade, right? Like, or I don't know if trade is the right word, but basically we learn like the technical side of what we do, but sometimes maybe we skip over the business and we're also signing up to be business owners at the same time. So blend really focused on business community and it was cool. Honestly, it scared the crap out of me to start it. Like it was when you start something, you're kind of like, is anyone going to come? Like, and people came and slowly, but surely it grew. And I met like some of my dearest friends now, like I met Jamie, like she came to the first blend. And I think back to, I'm like, if I hadn't done that thing that was really scary, which was starting that, um, I would have never met Jamie. I would have never met you maybe because I met you through Ember and like yeah. so crazy, just like the ripple effect of saying yes sometimes. That's so cool. So for anyone who doesn't know who Piper DeYoung is, who, who are you? What are you, who are you about? Who are you? Yeah. No, not a loaded question, but tell us everything. You're like, who are you? <laughs> no. Um, well, in this day, today, right now, yeah. uh, I like to say I'm a brand mentor and I help hairstylists and makeup artists style their business with branding and design. And oh, that gave me chills just listening to that. I like yay. that. It did. I, I did a lot of work working on that one liner. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think, well, what, just going on a complete tangent, like those one liners are really important for people to really understand what you do. Oh my gosh. Trying to write out one sentence, like figuring that out. I know, I know, you know, when we're like developing maybe courses yeah. or programs and you're trying to, the smaller copy is harder to do than some of those big copies. Anyways. Yeah. Like when people used to ask me, what do you do? And I'd be like, I have online, but like I'm a hair in the, uh, I don't know. Like, and I cook sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Say that line once more. I want to hear it again. 
Okay. I'm a brand mentor. I help hairstylists and makeup artists style their business with branding and design. So good. Okay. So who was Piper before that? Yeah. So Piper before was a makeup artist. I started, uh, I actually started in the, I would say my beauty career. It was um, at a store called Nordstrom's. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do they have Nordstrom's in, in yeah. Canada? Okay. I, I just never know like how far stores reach, right? It's weird how like we have a lot of similarities, but then there'll be like the most random thing that we don't have. Like we don't have In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Do you have Target? We did. And then it left. Oh, it stayed dang for it. two years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, so I'm we all know what it is. Yeah. Okay. So Nordstrom, basically it's like your department store. And I started there in the uh, cosmetics department. I actually started with philosophy cosmetics. So they're more skincare, which was really cool because I actually loved learning about skincare and clearly like you have to have your skincare down to have your makeup looking really good. So um, that was cool. But my dream was to work for Mac. And I was like, oh, I want to be like a like makeup artist. And I, they had an opening. And so I ended up applying for it. And it was cool actually working for philosophy first, because I got to know some of the girls that worked at Mac. Like I just developed a friendship with them, with the manager. So when a, a position became open, she was like, you should apply. And I was like, oh my God, I'm totally going to apply for this. But I was so scared and nervous and doing makeup on other people is completely different than doing makeup yeah. on yourself. It's and, funny because I really um, wanted to be a Mac makeup artist as well. And I applied at yeah. one once, but I worked in a salon that sold makeup. So I oh. couldn't. Oh, dang it. Conflict of interest. Anyway. I'll make you an honorary Mac. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I have that power anymore. Yeah. But, um, well, pretend you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I worked for Mac and it was just like a part-time job, but um, I learned so much about makeup. I learned about sales. They are very sales driven Mm -hmm. with any department store. Um, But really, obviously sales wasn't like my favorite thing. It was working with the customers and actually doing makeup. And I realized um, I could do that on my own too, like creating a freelance business. I was like, oh, this freelance thing. Okay. I could do this. And I loved I loved weddings. That was like my favorite thing. I knew that I could make some extra money like on the weekends, freelancing and doing weddings. So I created, I like I started freelancing and I just really honed in on weddings. Like I never, I mean, I had friends that, you know, worked in LA or they did, you know, TV, commercial print, stuff like that. That That wasn't necessarily like my dream. I was just kind of happy, like, doing my weddings and working with my brides. And it was something that I fell in love with. And so I, I did that, but simultaneously, like at the same time when I was building my uh, makeup business, I also worked in the spa industry, which is still beauty. So, um, but I worked for an event company called live love spa and they did regional like spa, almost like trade shows. Um, all throughout the country. So it was like kind of every major market in the US, we had an event there. So I was their marketing like manager there, did all their social media. And that's where I actually learned um, Photoshop and design. Cause I just was like, I need to, I need to learn this as a social media manager. Like I wanted to make graphics or do different things. And I was so tired trying to wait for a graphic designer. Like, you know, there's a little bit of a turnaround there. And I was like, I think I need to learn this if I want to 
you know, take this skill even further. And yeah, it was, it was crazy when I, so I worked there, but when I left there, I really went full force too into my freelance business. And it was the first time that I was like, wow, I don't have someone setting the vision for like what my business mm-hmm. looks like. Whereas like mm-hmm. when I worked for that company, they had their vision, they had their branding, they had everything down. And then for me, it was like, oh, I have to, I have to figure this out on my own. Like, how am I going to book a client now? Like how, when a bride emails me, what do I send them back? Like, do I send my prices in the email? But I was like, no, I learned like when I worked at Live Love Spa, we had sales decks and media kits and all those things. I was like, I need that for my business too, you know? So Mm -hmm. I learned a lot there, but yeah, this is, I would say the business I have today is like a perfect marriage of everything that I had done prior. Cause I love events. I love the beauty industry and I love branding and design now even more. Like I just love creating in that part of business. So I get to do that all the time now. That's really cool. So are you kind of not self, well, it kind of self-taught almost in everything through experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I pretty much taught myself. That's um, amazing. Piper, because your work, I don't know if you guys have not checked out Piper's work yet. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. I went back, I was scrolling back through my um, Instagram and I found my like very first website that I made for my freelance business. It was called Allure Express. <laughs> I found the website and I was like, we've come a long way. <laughs> but it's fun to see like those, those, um, how far you've kind of come. And I think that's the cool thing too, just kind of going like, cause I have struggled with brand, like visual branding and like all that stuff and being like, well, I like everything. Like if someone's brand is done well, I love it. And so like trying to figure out what branding I wanted and seeing that for you, even it's been a process of developing your taste and your style. So for someone that may be listening, that's like, I don't know what my brand is or what, how, how do I design stuff? What would you say to somebody that's like that right now? I would say you got to, you have to get really clear. I think it's a fine balance of getting really clear on who you are, but who you're also trying to communicate to. Because if I were to strip down like branding and design at its simplest form, it's communication. Like you're trying Mm. to communicate to someone through a graphic, through a color, through a font, you know, like you're using all these different elements. And at the end of the day, it's like, you're you're communicating them and it's like, you're almost trying to influence their perception of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's a lot of fun thing, like psychology things too, in branding, like colors can mean certain things, right. Uh, fonts can mean certain things too. And when you understand, I would say, understand who you're creating for so that you can influence their perception of you in a positive way. Um, and that they would, build trust with you. They would connect with you. And when they come to that point, when they need to make a decision for a service or whatever it is that your, your company offers, you're going to be first to mind. They're going to remember you. They're going to have connected with you in some sort of way. And I always say branding is an action. It's never a one and done thing. You're always branding yourself. You should Mm. always be branding. It's like continuous. It's never like, I'm done branding. Like I'm done. I did it. Check. It's like, no, it's continual. 
Oh, I like that. That's like when they say like love is a verb, not a, not yeah. a noun. It's like branding, yeah. branding and love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For reals. For reals. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I know, and I'm going to kind of transition here because I know we're here on the anxious creative podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've been very open with struggling with anxiety and depression and stuff. And I think it's a very common thing in a lot of creative people's industry. And yeah. you put such a open, vulnerable, and beautiful post up not too long ago talking about your journey. And I was wondering if you'd want to open up and share a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, that post, like the clarity I had writing that post, if I would have tried to write it two months prior, like it would have, it would not have come out the right way. But, Mm -hmm. um, basically for me, and I always want to start by prefacing, like, this is my story and my journey. Like, please don't ever let this be a diagnosis for you. Like you should always Mm -hmm. go and seek professionals. Um, if you are struggling with depression or any sort of anxiety, um, but, uh, I, I've been dealing with depression on, I think since I was like 18 years old, I'll be 35 this year. And it's really been an up and down, like, Roller coaster. I think I really realized that in this last three months of therapy that I was in, um, obviously with coronavirus, then um, internal things, work, family, all of that really, um, I, I found myself in a low again. That's how I like to define it for myself. I found myself back in a low and I knew that I needed to seek help because that's not that's not how I should be operating in the sense of like, I'm not operating to my fullest potential. And I felt it. I knew it with in my family, with how I was as a mom, I have a three-year-old, which she is so, she is high energy. And it's like, when you're not feeling a hundred percent, it's, it's hard to get up in the morning and want to, you know, play with your kid or have fun or be the best business owner that you can be, you know? So, um, I found myself this, these last three months in a low and I went back to therapy and what I really realized was, um, for me being back on medication is, is a good thing for me. Mm -hmm. I hadn't been on medication probably in about two years because I was put back on when I was, after I had my daughter, I had really bad postpartum depression which I knew that that was probably going to be a thing knowing Mm -hmm. that I had a history of depression. But when it comes to medication, I've always been up and down, not in like a, I'm so ashamed to take medication way, but I just forgot. Like I literally, I would feel better again and I would just literally forget to take it. Mm. My my counselor was like, you're literally textbook definition right now. He's like, you're, you're going to be fine. But he basically we realized that I need to really work on not forgetting (laughs) and, um, I need to stick with that. And, um, gosh, I feel so much better. Like I had said in that post, I was like, Whoa, I feel like myself again. I haven't had this clarity in a long time. And part of me does feel there was a little bit of for the most part, I'm never like, oh my gosh, I'm so shameful that I have to take this. But there was a little part of me that was like, dang it, why can't I do this on my own? Like, why can't I do this on my own? And I love the way my counselor put it. And I've never had anyone put it this way for me, even like a doc, like my doctor, like it just, 
he basically was like, your brain is um, like an organ too. And he's like, it's no different than someone who's diabetic and they need to take insulin. Their, their pancreas or, you know, their kidneys, they're not going to function on their own and they need that little extra and that's okay. He's like, it's no different than if I take thyroid medication, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, I never thought about it that way. And honestly, like for me, there was just kind of this freedom that that's okay if my my brain needs that extra little help right now or ongoing and that's okay. Yeah, I know I was diagnosed at 19 and I look back and I probably struggled with depression way sooner than that. But yeah. actual diagnosis and I remember going home and crying being like, I'm not depressed. <laughs> and um, like having, cause I had this idea of what a depressed person with depression was and that depressed was a mood, not yeah. a state. Yeah. And I went on medication for 10 years and it helps me out a ton. And But even still, I I felt the shame of like, feeling like, why doesn't my body, why can't my body just in my brain work like other people's does? Right. Right. And now I, I went off medication, but I do so much holistic stuff. And it's still annoying to me that I'm like, freaking spend a half, like half my wage on like acupuncture and all this stuff that has helped me. But then I'm like you, it's like, Oh, I feel fine. I don't need any of this anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like that roller coaster and I don't know, like, I want to think that maybe at some point I'll be like, just stay on this healthy path. But I feel like, you know, maybe the the highs and lows will get less and maybe I'll stay more on a healthy path. But sometimes I think I just crave and I'm envious of people that don't struggle with it and that they seem to like be able to just be as they are without the help of either medication or, you know, um, supplements or things like that. And it's like, do you ever get annoyed that you struggle with it? Um, I feel like, I think the time that I got annoyed was when I was at a really big low. And this was recently, I felt like a burden to my family and to my husband Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he doesn't like, he doesn't understand or doesn't struggle, but he empathizes absolutely. And he is like, he's my ride or die. You know, like he is there. He was there with me bedside when I was crying and thinking thoughts that I was really sad to be thinking, you know? And, um, so yeah, in those moments, you know, you, for me, I thought, I'm like, God, why do they have to deal with me right now? Like, I feel so bad that they have to deal with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's never made me feel bad about that. You know, he's like, yeah. And then as, um, for anyone out there that has kids, like my daughter is three now and she knows, like she was, you know, mama, mama sad, mama sad. And like, oh, it crushes me. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want her. Not that I don't want her to see me sad because emotion is not a bad thing. I want her to know emotion is okay. Um, but you know, it just was one of those, that was definitely a moment where I was like, I can't hide this. Like I can't, there's no hiding this, you know, and I have to really get a hold of this. So yeah. Like, like, oh my gosh. I've I've said those exact same words being like to to Nick being like, you don't need to stick with me. Like this isn't fair to you. This isn't the life you wanted. And he's like, don't, it's fine. And like to have that support and someone who, who's willing to learn about what you're going through too. And to understand it and not, because I've been in relationships where they're just like, you know, just get out of bed, like just get up. And it's like, this is, this is so different. 
Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. And I love that you said like you, you want Daphne to, to know what emotions are because I think for the, or, and like what you're going through, because growing up, I had no idea what depression and anxiety was at all. And nobody talked about it. And like, you know, I remember hearing about a girl in school that um, went to the hospital for a time and like people, how they'd like whisper and stuff about like, oh, did you hear that she was on the psych ward? Um, but how it's like, it's just our brains, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think we're really like, that's why I loved that post was like just reducing the stigma and being open about like, Hey, like some people's, yeah, like their thyroid doesn't work or their kidneys don't work. Like our brain has like a deficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Person. When he put it that way, I was just like, Oh, okay. Like that's, there shouldn't be any shame around this. And, um, and I was so scared to post that because again, I don't know, it, some, as much as I don't want to care what people think, sometimes that pop, creeps into my head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I'm going to share this. And, and, he, but here I am now, like sitting here having this conversation you, with you and like, who knows, like who needs to maybe just hear that, Hey, it's okay. If that's what you're going through too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, and what I really liked is that you talked about medication because there's a lot of people out there just talking about like holistic and natural things, which can be wonderful and can yeah. work for people, but it's not always for everybody. Right. And I, I remember feeling a sense of shame around taking medication and people are like, Oh, you should just like get up and exercise or you should just eat better. Mm-hmm. And you know, depression isn't a one size fits all. Right. And it's not like, you know, um, it's not like, oh, you have a broken bone, therefore you put a cast on it. It's yeah. so different for everyone. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there was, uh, when I was in my mid twenties, I actually, uh, was on like St. John's Wort and 5-HTP. So I went like, I kind of did more of like supplement vitamin, like over the counter kind of stuff. Um, but And I agree. I think finding what works for you, but I think even just taking that first step to be like, I'm going to get help and I'm going to find like that's scary in itself. Um, so yeah, I would just say like, you got to find what works for you. And if it's getting up every morning and exercising and doing that, whatever that routine is, like, if that works for you, like stick with that. But it definitely, I would say, it's something, this is another thing my counselor, like he said, this is, he's like, you have to just remember as if no different than when you get up in the morning and take a shower and brush your teeth. Like it just has to become a part of like Mm -hmm. your day and your lifestyle. And it totally has now, like I'm trying to, you know, remember that I have an alarm set on my phone every day (laughs) at eight o'clock to take my my, my medication, you know, but, um, and even just, for example, he's told me too, he's like exercise, and he, and he goes, not exercising because you want to lose weight or something. He goes, exercising because just to get your body moving, he goes, it's so good for depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And that's something I'm trying to work on, you know, just to get a little bit better. I'm going to get up and move my body because I want to take care of myself. But it's definitely easier said than done. Yeah. I remember reading um, this, like, girl's situation on mental health. And she said, there's four legs to the table. 
um, diet, exercise, sleep, and socialization. And I always knew like the diet, sleep, and exercise, but she's like, no, you need to be around other people. And I think with this year, we haven't been able to be around people. Like, and it's great to be able to connect online and stuff, which is really awesome, but it's not the same as being in the company of people and how like that can be so good for your soul. Oh my gosh. I am a hundred percent a people person. So this has definitely been difficult not being able to see my friends and family the way I would want to, or even I know for me in the past, when I maybe felt not hundred percent myself or a low, maybe coming in, I would, I would be able to be like, you know what, I'm going to schedule a day to go hang out with my friend because I know that that will like refuel me in a good way. And it's like, well, you can't necessarily do that right now. (laughs) It's like, you know, you want to be mindful and cautious of things. So for sure, this year is stripped away. Maybe a lot of things that people found comfort in and, um, I'm not surprised that we're seeing a rise though too and people, you know, anxiety and depression. And so I'm just hoping people seek help though at the same time. Yeah, I hope so too. I I think like there's probably a lot of people who have never struggled like at all. And yeah, like this year, just one second. All right, slight pause in that. Well, not pause for you guys listening, but we had a little interruption. We are back. So um, I'm curious, Piper, like with, with with being so open about depression, do you feel like that um, the self awareness you have around it does it fuel some of your creativity, or do you feel like that um, that extra awareness of emotion does that make sense? Yeah, I would just say it definitely. When it's hard to explain, when I'm for sure feeling better, I feel way more creative. So like three, I'm literally coming out of the last three months being really feeling really low. So right now I would say my creativity is very high because I feel really great. I feel, I don't, I don't want to say like stable or anything, but it just, I feel more like myself. And I know that tells me I'm like on the right, not path or track, just I definitely just feel more like myself. I don't even know how to explain it. And I see that it comes out in my personal work when I'm working for clients, when I'm even just within my family. So that's yeah. awesome. Do you like, cause I've been in, I've been in really low lows where I'm like, I don't think I even love my job anymore. And then I've like mm. fantasized about doing other things. Has that ever? Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just told, I told my counselor, I was like, when, when I was, you know, the last three months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I was like, am I doing the thing I should be doing? Did, why did I even start this business? I'm not even good at branding and design. I would, it's like all that, like, like I just start, yeah. Oh yeah. Beating myself down and wanting to change things, wanting to literally just crawl in a hole. And luckily, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that we have those weekly sessions and I, I have a safe space where I can vocalize that. And, you know, just also being reminded that's probably not the right time to make big, crazy decisions. Like, and for us in our sessions, it was really just, okay, how do we get you your level, your levels, just how do we get you back to where you feel you like yourself? And then, then we have a little bit more clarity and let's revisit those things, which now when I revisit them, I'm like, I love my job. I love my clients, you know, like, yeah. so I would definitely say 
don't make any crazy decisions, you know? Yeah, and I feel like like when people are overwhelmed and burnt out, that similar mm-hmm. stuff can come up and it's just tough because I see so many people pivot away from whatever they love, what they originally loved. And they get yeah. to a point either, you know, it's, you know, mental health or it's just stretching themselves too thin people pleasers. Yeah. I don't know if you're a people pleaser. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hard to say no. Yeah. And then we get resentful and bitter, but then we can only like, but we have to be smiley and cheery, but like we feel awful. And yeah. there's been times where Pretty I'm just like putting yourself last, like you're yeah. literally, just putting yourself last. Yeah. And actually, so, you know, on some, some previous episodes, Lindsay Mayuga and I did an episode all about worth Mm -hmm. and talking about like ego and, and pride. And we often think, think we're being wonderful. We're using, wow. How did we word this? Um, how we don't think we have ego and pride, but when you have no self-worth, you do everything to feed your ego and your pride. Yeah. And then when you start to have self-worth, you can say no. And then people are like, oh, you're being egotistical. And you're like, actually, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, the, the people pleaser in me wants to, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm even just thinking back to like a couple years ago of like, just saying yes, yes, yes. Thinking that I'm like, oh, I'm the over here, you know, and then I'm like, uh, actually not. I'm over here like crying. I'm anxious. I can't breathe. My like heart feels like it's about to pop out of my chest. I'm like, how is that like any good for me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Lindsay said like everyone in my town had their hair colored beautifully, but I was yeah. exhausted. <laughs> right. You're like, exactly. Or I think I remember in that episode you're talking about your client who's like, well, I need to get in because I'm going on vacation, you know? And you're like, well, that's great. I haven't had a vacation in like a year, you yeah. know, but, um, yeah, I've definitely had to really understand like correlations too, between my people pleasing when I'm feeling low, when I'm feeling anxious, like I'm really understanding those things and trying, trying my best to protect myself so that I don't fall back into that. I love that. And does, does your branding work help kind of calm you a little bit when you're doing that work? Like when you're in, when you're in a good place, but you might feel like, do you find it cathartic? I guess that's the question to like. Yeah. Well, I love when I'm working with clients and I'm helping them, you know, develop their visual branding and their identity. I mean, for me, it's just a constant reminder of my why and like what I love doing. And honestly, what I feel like I was meant to do, but was so scared to put myself out there to do. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so fun. I feel like I get to jump into different businesses because I am a creative at the same time. I mean, I could come up with like 10 businesses right now. Okay. So yeah, but I have to scale it back. <laughs> um, so with branding and design, it's so fun because I feel like I get to jump into people's businesses, work on my favorite part of business, and then I get to jump back out and let them and support them, you know? So yeah. That's awesome. So what kind of stuff do you have available for someone that's listening right now? That's like, Oh my gosh, I want to work with Piper. Is there ways that people can, can get connected or work with you or like gain knowledge from you about yeah, branding and design? Well, yeah. So, well, I mean, if you are out there and you're like, Hey, you know what? I, I need to get my 
visual branding a little bit more dialed in or you just want to learn and kind of take a little bit more ownership of that area in your business, I have a free guide on my website, piperdyoung.com, and it is all about how to create a brand style guide. Uh, and a brand style guide, I like, I like, I love analogies or like how to like, you know, just simple it down a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, but I almost feel like it's like your brand or your business's closet, you know, Ooh, and yeah. like their wardrobe. So it's like, how would you style a graphic, right? Knowing the right colors, knowing the right fonts, like kind of getting all those things dialed in for your business. So that's a free guide on my website that you can find. And then I'm actually working on finishing a course right now that I'm like so excited for, but Yay. this course is strictly for hairstylists, makeup artists, beauty professionals. Um, that want to learn and take ownership of their branding and also build a kick butt website that is going to attract their ideal clients. Oh um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really thrilled about that course. It should be coming out here in the fall. I'm going to say fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you sign up for that brand style guide, um, or you could just sign up on, uh, through my website, there'll be a wait list up there and yeah amazing oh my gosh I'm like gonna go sign up for that right away that sounds awesome like I said I I'm like such a creative person but yet like I I saw someone post this the other day like I'm so creative and I love doing hair but don't ask me to draw anything and I'm like yeah that's me like don't I remember in like school they're like draw a horse and I'm like how the heck do you draw a horse oh yeah well I mean I'm like I feel like I'm not your best drawer but or drawer illustrator I don't know what you want to call it yeah. but um I I really like get me in a photoshop or like illustrator yeah. and there are I know where I'm strong in, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, but it's funny that you say that cause I feel like sometimes people think creative and they think only they like they have to draw or do art yeah. or paint, you know? And I think they're, if you are a hairstylist or a makeup artist, you are creative. Like literally, first of all, you're actually like a scientist with when it comes <laughs> to like watching some of my friends and their stories doing like hair and color corrections. I'm like, you're actually a scientist because you're literally like formulating all these different things. You are so creative. If you've never thought of yourself that way, I want to tell you that you are. Yeah. And it's okay if you're just like, I always like one of the things inside of my program, Rock Your Business is like, if you don't love doing something or if it's going to take you like 10 times as long as another professional take, like for me, I was like, I should know how to do branding. I'm a creative. And it's like, wait, branding and visuals is not my strong point. Why wouldn't like, why, why stress myself out over having to try to figure this out when I could either, you know, get Piper's course or, you know, have like bookkeeping for me was longest time. I was like, I'm not going to do my own bookkeeping. I'll get someone else to, sh you know, do it for me or show me how to do it. Right. Yeah, no, I think um, we are literally like, we're so spoiled in this like time that we live in because we can learn from someone who's gone before us, like getting a course, doing, you know, a mini course, a workshop, whatever it is. And you might not fully own that in your business, but you do have vision for your branding because you've had to do it. You've had to do some of it yourself so that now when you hand it off though, when you reach another level and maybe you need to hand that off to someone else, you're able to communicate with them too, to really mm -hmm. define and like speak up for what, what it is that you want in when it comes to maybe if you're building a new website or you're rebranding or stuff like that. But if I always say, 
if you can learn a new skill set and then, yeah, if you can hire that off later, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And like sometimes in the beginning you can't, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's what I think is so great with so much great online education, even just like with your co course, you know, that people, you don't have to go figure it out yourselves. That's going to be wasting time. But if you mm -hmm. can spend time learning from someone who's already done it, and they're going to give you a blueprint and make it really easy for you. That's time well spent to me. Yeah. How long? So, cause you've got the free brand guide on your website. How long would it take for someone to go through it? For the brand guide? I mean, honestly, I feel like you, if you were to sit down and just kind of nail in these four different areas that I talk about, you know, really dialing in for your branding, mm -hmm. Um, honestly, like someone could do that like in a day or two, you know, yeah. so everyone really like, just, like buckling down. And if you, uh, if you can like buckle down, give yourself like, take, like get rid of the noise, you know, mm -hmm. get into a nice cozy area and, um, work through like the guide and stuff like that. It's, I feel like you can dial things in. I always say uh -huh. design and then you can apply it. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, I, um, this, this phrase came to me like about a month ago and I'm sticking with it. I said, I'm addicted to learning, but allergic to implementing mm. and realizing how much I like to consume information, but struggle to actually go do it. And that's yeah. the part, that's the most important part. Oh yeah, for sure. And in fact, like, I think we were talking about this with like podcasts right now. I, I actually just started listening to podcasts again. So I took a break from them mm -hmm. because I was like consuming so much. And I was like, Oh, I need to take a break. Cause it's hindering me actually seeing some of this stuff through. And so, um, yeah, a hundred percent, like, um, was it? I was like, I'm in the creating, I need to stop consuming and start creating and like actually getting stuff done. So yeah, that's really a tough one. That. Well, first step, everyone go grab Piper's brand branding. What was it called again? Brand kit. It's, uh, how, uh, how to create a brand style guide. I love that. Go get that. But Piper, if people just want to like hang with you and get to know you better, where can they find you on some social media? Yes. Uh, I'm pretty much always hanging out on Instagram. So mm -hmm. it's at Piper D young. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, if you ever, I'm always like, I'm an open book. So if you have a question, slide into the DM, say hello, you know, yeah. ask away, send me an email. Yeah. I love that. Well, make sure we'll put those all in the show notes so you can find where Piper is at. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for um, creating this space. It's, it was very safe and welcoming to be able to like oh. open up and share. So I really appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. <laughs> I love you. Isn't Piper just like the funnest person ever? Oh my gosh, I had so much fun recording that with her for you. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, why don't you go slide into Piper's DMs. Let her know that you were listening. Go find her on Instagram, creep her website, um, and get on her email list. You do not want to miss out on what she's got coming up. So thank you again for tuning in. Make sure if you like this episode, the best way to spread the love is to like, share, subscribe, leave a review. I would love all that. And until next week, 